It is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, and this is episode 46 of the World of Sports podcast and radio show short episode edition. show. I'm Zach Rubenstein. I did not expect to go in this direction, and in fact, I'm going to tease a little bit for a later show. At some point, either tomorrow or on Thursday, I will have either a short episode or a regular episode with Dylan on what's going on with the NFL, uh, because that's a, a huge scandal. I'm aware it's already happening, and that I'm not having an episode on it as it's happening as I normally like to do, but... Instead, um, I'm waiting on Dylan because I, I want to do it with him. Now, I've already talked a few times about why college sports probably won't happen. And at least in, in the fall and, and kind of the, the reasons, quickly to go over it again, uh, college athletes are not paid. They are not represented by a union. They essentially have no ability to protect themselves. And the alternative is possibly a loss of scholarship and loss of enrollment even at the school. Now, because they have no ability to control themselves, it seems as though it is harder to get them to be able to play, especially because colleges are going to struggle into getting the required the, the testing needed. You can't isolate these players because that makes them different than regular college students, which the, which the NCAA is focused on them being. You can't have them play if colleges are not in session, as many schools are now turning to, or if it's online, because you can't, again, make these athletes any different than college students. If it's not safe for students to come back, how can it be safe for college athletes to come back? All that. I've talked about this before. You can go back and look at a couple episodes recently I even did on it. But the one group I haven't talked about is high school athletes, and they are a little bit different. And, I, and I've heard some discussion about this recently, but I, and I'm going to hit this broadly. There are specifics in, in, in general situations. Uh, Monday mid-morning, I believe the state of California announced that they were going to push back the start of high school football season until, I guess, spring, or I guess the, the winter, January or, or December. And while I think that's not surprising to most sports fans, I didn't really consider about what that would actually mean. In college, there's been little concern as to what that means. For the guys going to the NFL, first off, they already kind of know who they are. In the NFL, in college, you have to play for two to three years. And so you kind of know where you stand. You, you might play an extra year to try to get your draft stock up, but guys know what they're kind of doing anyway. Uh, so college football, depending on where it ends and starts, will not really be a huge deal in terms of the effect on the rest of the life for these players. But high school is a little bit different, and pushing back the season or canceling it has some real consequences that I didn't think about. I am not going to move off of the take that they shouldn't have high school sports. They should definitely not have high school sports. And a lot of it is for the same reason you can't have college sports. So high school sports, though, are a little bit more extreme. In high school, you have, again, kids. Now in high school, they're actually minors. These aren't even adults. 
So there is that element of can they even make their own decisions? Are they legally able? That's what I mean by can they make their own decisions? Are they legally able to make their own decisions? So that I guess that's the first part. But they're not even adults. You would be asking or requiring that, that minors put themselves at risk. And by the way, anything involving sports that is not – actually, anything involving sports, period, is a risk. I know the NBA came out. Uh, at the end of the weekend and said that they had a bunch of negative tests and they had no co-positive, they had no positive tests. And that's great and all, but you are, by going to the NBA bubble or playing sports at all, this time you are taking some risk. And I can't imagine you can ask minors, as the first reason, there's a few, the first reason I can't imagine you can force minors or make minors to take a risk. That is as big as this one. The second reason is there is no way to protect these players. Now in college, it's possible. It's it's difficult and it's strenuous on the system. And in a world where we don't have enough tests already, it can be it could be troubling. It could it could even involve taking tests from people who otherwise would get one, regular members of the community. But in college, you can do it. It is possible to do the testing. It is possible to do the isolating. It is not impossible. It is, there are There is a chance that it could be pulled off. In high school, you can't even pull it off. You couldn't get the tests to do it. You wouldn't, I mean, to not talk about taking them from the community, you would not even be able to get the tests from the community to begin with. You would have no access to the tests, not without someone on the team showing symptoms. The next is you can't isolate them. So, in college, they could isolate. They could take up an entire dorm and say, "These are our sports dorms. You know, we're gonna we're gonna close this thing off." And like like the like the NBA is doing with a hotel, they could try to isolate. They can't do that with high school athletes. There's nowhere for them to live. High schools were not meant, unless it's like a boarding school. High schools were not meant for living. They were meant for school. And so these players are gonna have to be around public. So uh, professional athletes and college players could maybe be sequestered. So the risk is amongst each other. And in college, that's a theory because you could argue that you can't isolate them to begin with, as I've already made. But let's just say you could. In, in high school, you can't even isolate them. So now you have them running around in the community and trying to play football. And again, like professional athletes – or like college athletes, they're not professionals. They're not paid. They don't have any ability to collectively bargain. There's no union. There is no ability for them to ask for protection items. Now, the stakes are not as high, generally speaking, as maybe college athletes it is. Uh, there's not millions of dollars on the line in terms of their school playing, in terms of their potential future, immediate potential future. I'm talking the next year or two. Uh, I will get into the, what the future, what issues there is for the future, but these guys have no ability to kind of stand up for themselves. Some of this may even be that they're minors. I mean, I don't have the legal ability to step up for themselves, but they don't. There's they can't go to the school and say, "Listen, this is what we demand to play," or the district and say, "This is what we demand to play." The rules are set from people much higher above that do not care, and these players could strike and boycott and walk out, but that's pretty much it. I mean, the options are you don't play or, and you hope that that gesture will demand it or you play. 
And I don't know that you're going to be able to get a lot of these kids to do that. I don't know that they even understand what's going on. I hope they would, but I don't know that they would. Of course, there's also the idea that can you even have them be able to play if you have online school? So a lot of high schools have delayed their start date or have have announced they're going to be online for, a, for at least a bit um, or both. And again, you would be wanting to start the season, I guess you would want to get it over by winter break, I guess, which for most high schools is the middle of December, late, maybe late December, right before Christmas. Um, and so to do that and to have enough training period, normally these players are playing over the summer, even by now, uh, and at least in Arizona they are. So you would need these players to be ready to start they, they need some time to prepare and then they'd have to start playing and they'd want to get the season done by December which means you can't push back the start of the season until October unless you want to make them play over winter break which I don't think they would do there is not the money on this the financial repercussions are not that big which is the reason why I think they can't another reason why I think they can't do it so for me college sports especially football because that's the main sport just seem like they're just too hard to do the consequences are way too big. You're talking not just an outbreak in the team, within the team. You're talking an outbreak within the community, within families, grandparents. And you could directly draw a link between a football season and a death. It's not that hard. Um, it may be harder in something like college or professional where guys could be isolated for through an entire season. In this case, they can't. Now, what are the repercussions? Because there are serious repercussions. They're not college or, or pro where there's you know millions of dollars for the individual at stake but there are repercussions otherwise right it's also not the community too generally speaking the community is not going to lose that much money um the real problem is the future for the for the players and i'm only talking for about the top one percent or so the vast majority of high school athletes do not get scholarships to college the vast majority of college players by the way don't get drafted into the pros but the vast majority of high school players do not get sponsorships into college. So it's not a necessarily a, a huge, huge deal that affects a, top, a, a ton of athletes. But it does affect a few. Now, the guys who are already committed, a lot of times, especially in football, they will commit, players will commit during their junior year. So the incoming class of seniors, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them have already committed. The guys who have already committed will probably not play. Unless they think that they can get out of their commitment and get an offer from a better school, they will probably not play. Many will enroll in the spring. You can actually enroll in the spring in college and start training with the team in spring practices. Many do that anyway. I think more will probably do that here, depending on how safe the college is, of course. But then you have the guys who have offers and haven't committed, who are going to be tasked with either choosing the commitment now, which is hopefully still even there, and then playing, or, or choosing the commitment now and then not playing, or not choosing the commitment now and then playing for a better offer and risking losing the commitment you already, or the, the offer you already have that you chose not to commit to try to get a better one. So those guys ha are in a tough position and have a tough choice. Personally, I don't think there will be a season, so I don't think any of this matters, but we're talking what are the ramifications, and if there is no football, these guys are going to have to make a decision, and they're going to lose out on potentially more. And then there are the guys that don't have an offer, that get one during their senior year. There are a lot of players that have this. 
usually not big D1 schools. Uh, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, USC, they already have their commits lined up. Many of them have already committed. If not, you know, they're, they're guys who are waiting on decisions. They're not usually offering last-minute commitments in, in a guy's senior year, but it does happen. So it's mainly younger guys. It's mainly smaller schools and guys who haven't proven themselves yet on the field. I mean, there will be, if they're for a normal year, there would be kids that go out onto the high school football field and just ball out and get an offer. What are those guys gonna? What are those guys gonna do? What is their future gonna look like? And what about the schools that haven't made the offers? There are a lot of small schools that just haven't put the offers out yet. So they essentially will have no incoming freshman class. Uh, do you try to make offers based off of the tape you have? That you do have three years of tape, supposedly. Do you try to make it off of that? I mean, that doesn't leave a lot of room for improvement. And in, in baseball, guys play extra years the same with football and and guys will play extra years to try to raise their draft stock in baseball they can even get drafted and then choose not to play so that they can put more on tape to show they're better i mean are you really going to do that to a player i mean i guess you you could transfer you could always transfer if you start doing really well at a small school but that's a that's a painful situation what about the juniors the guys who are becoming juniors now who would normally get offers. Again, some guys already have them. Some of these schools really start young with their offers. But there are a lot of players that are juniors that are going to lose this entire season. When they would start getting their offers and make their commitments now, in the in the fall, they would start making their commitments. They'd be all lined up, ready to go. Are, are there is there going to be a rush to to get commits senior year? I guess that's the option. And then there are the guys, of course, that just want to play. These are seniors that have just one more year to play football. Their football career is over at the end of this year. Beyond, you know, the occasional reminiscing and pickup game or something, you know, in the summer or, or in winter, if you're, you know, if you have the climate with your friends, maybe you put on pads if your coach lets you come back or something. I mean, there's not a lot of options. Like, this is this was it. Your career ended in... in November of last year, and you didn't even know it. I mean, that's unfortunate. Those guys want to get on the field. Now, for now, they're hoping they can come back in the spring. I'll be honest, there's no reason to prove that. There's been no reason to believe that anything we've done has worked. The NCAA had to put out a graph saying, uh, yeah, we thought that the case numbers would be here, and they're not. They're actually way up here. Now, I, I believe that it's possible you could get a season going. I guess that's also because I believe that we will somehow get this under control. And to be honest, we haven't proven that yet. I definitely do not think you should cancel a season. I definitely think it should be moved. Of course, this also starts to bring the question, and I guess I'll turn this now to basketball. What about high school basketball players? Smaller teams, easier to do some type of bubble. And those guys, the offers, you know, they have a better feel of where the offers are. But again, they want to play. And their season starts in November, December, depending on the school. And it follows into about March, maybe April. Um, Most, I guess it follows really into like February, March. And now college has already kind of pushed their stuff back into next year. I think the idea would be that they would play, you know, college basketball up until about May. 
Um, the NBA, the NBA draft's not till June anyway, and they may push the NBA would be probably willing to push the draft back. The NFL is not willing to be so courteous to college players, but the NBA generally has been. But what do you do with high school players? Again, we're just assuming they're going to get this done. We're going to, we as a society are going to get this done. We're going to, we're going to help ourselves over the hump. And then, you know, from there, if you have testing available, if you can get people to wear masks, maybe you could try to put some type of season together, right? You just say, we're going to add a little bit of a risk and have these guys on the bench wear masks. And when they're out on the court, you know, everyone in the stands has to wear a mask. And then when they're out on the court, we're just going to kind of pray. Maybe you could even get the tests at that point uh, and test guys, you know, during the week before the game or, or I guess, you know, I, I don't think you could do daily, but some form of testing. It's a lot of question marks and it's a lot of problems. And I think, unfortunately, we need to wrap our minds around the fact that the answer is probably just going to be we're not doing it. The logistical challenges are really, really, really hard to overcome. And that's unfortunate. I've never been a giant high school sports fan, but I do appreciate the work and effort that it takes to do it and the juggling act between class and practice and games and friends. It's a lot. It's not easy to be a high school athlete all the time. And unfortunately, the fun part is playing in the competitions. It's game days. And they might miss out on that this year. And and I that's assuming that it all can return to normal next year. But next year is next year. And I will talk to you tomorrow, hopefully with this NFL coverage, uh, either in a regular episode or a short one. If the short one's something else, then it's probably going to be a regular episode. I'll discuss it at any way tomorrow. But thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. The World of Sports Podcast Radio Show, short episode edition.